0: Nothing but pure rock. K-R-A-B. Crab Radio. Uh, yes, Crab Radio. K-R-A-B. Pure rock and crab classics every 30 momentos, my little rump rangers. The Dark Night Show with the real Bruce Wayne. I am the brown Power Ranger. You know, the one who's always looking at the pink Power Rangers, but I drive the big giant robotic yak. You've seen me. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. I kind of like that yeast infection. And still to come, manly music. Rolling Stone, some Jackalage, and some Danzig, as well as another crab classical as the nightly muffin party continues.
1: He just jumped at me and I, I didn't know what was happening.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It, is Eric, is Eric going to be on this one or no? No, Eric, he's at work right now. So, yeah. Got it. Working stiff. Yeah. I take it. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, dude. I'm I'm ready to rock whenever
3: you are.
0: Okay, and then um, are you cool if we uh, record it like on uh, YouTube too? Like, um, because we usually um do the audio, of course, because it's a podcast. And then yeah, uh, late, Lately, I've been um, playing around with a YouTube channel, so hopefully, um, it comes out good yeah, this dude. time. So yeah,
1: yeah absolutely, do, man. You, man. All good. What's up? Do you want me to get the dog out or you?
2: Uh, you oh work?
0: yeah, if you can do. Right, yeah, art's go. gonna kick out my uh, three thousand uh,
2: dollar <laughs> mutt. <laughs> Dude, you got him for the price of a bean burrito, man. So Not good. even
0: dude like cinnamon twist, bro.
3: <laughs> Nicely done.
0: <laughs> you know what though? Like he he's like the smartest dog I've ever had too. Like I, I love this little guy.
2: Nice. Wait, okay, it's an Australian Sheltie you said? a Kelpie. Kelpie? What's yeah. a Kelpie? I gotta look that up. Look
0: Basically up. like a like a, a midget German <laughs> Shepherd.
2: Oh sweet.
0: Yeah, and he's, like, all black, too, so, like, he's kind of like the omen dog. Oh, nice. Oh, he can Can't chill here, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's, he's... Oh, cute. He's not going to yes. move. <laughs> Super cute. I'll just pet him over here. If you, hear, if you hear something, it's nothing perverted going on. It's just me petting the dog. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. All right, cool. Do I sound good, though? Because I think I messed up my mic here.
1: I can hear you fine.
0: Okay, cool. All right.
2: Are you guys in the same room? Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in the same room. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, sweet. All right, so I'm going to start streaming then, all right? Let's do it. All right, no N-words, all right, guys? Like, we, we've we talked about this too many times.
2: <laughs> Dude, I, I would be the last one to drop that. I promise. I believe <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Everybody I've ever met from Tehachapi, because you're from Tehachapi, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, everyone mm.
0: I've met from Tehachapi has been, like, really chill. Like, our, our friend Eric, he's from Tehachapi. <laughs> and then we have our friend Greg... Um, hampton um he said he went to high school with you um he's he's really in that vein as well and then uh there's a girl we used to work with at target as well named May she same thing like you guys all have like that real chill like <laughs> laid back like oh man i'm, I'm accepting everybody man <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i don't even know if we told you this but we're from bakersfield california
2: so right down yeah, the street from yeah yeah to
0: 58 right oh yeah yeah right
2: oh, yeah what like what was your uh impression of tachapi grown up like i
1: like, I've, it... I've always loved it i always thought it was so different than bakersfield
0: so i love it for me i was just like i just thought it was like a spot where you went to go eat mcdonald's at or like fast food before you went to like <laughs> san bernardino <laughs> or lancaster or something. it's cool because
1: it has that re- that uh barbecue restaurant the the red barn or the red house yeah or... yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that place mm-hmm. is delicious that, that is my favorite barbecue place it's always worth the drive up there for me, at least, Restaur-
2: restaurants are tough in Tashpuy. They're usually in and out within a year. That one has definitely stood the test of time. <laughs> I, d- I don't eat meat, so like I can't vouch for it, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's. I know it's one of the most popular places in town for sure. And the owners starting to put on like where the owners' kids are putting on punk hardcore shows and stuff in oh, Tashpuy awesome. too. So yeah, so that's really cool. Cool family, I guess.
1: So you know, kicking it off. I don't know if you want to introduce
2: yourself.
0: Yeah, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, sir? You don't sound like Eric at all. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Eric. No. Not. Uh
2: we're, we're missing Eric though. Yeah. I, I would love to talk trashy with him, but all good. Uh we yeah, got to bring you
3: on
1: for a second episode then.
2: <laughs> like long story short, my name's Donnie Phillips. I'm a graphic designer. I work primarily in uh the music space for major labels and independent labels doing album packaging and uh yeah i I currently live in Durango, colorado where my wife and i run kill studio Hmm. which is just like a small boutique kind of niche design company Uh, we we do a lot of work in the craft beer and spirits world too uh, but primarily just music that's our passion so that's what we tend to focus on
0: Hey, and that's why we brought you on as well, because you, your uh, your interests jive with our interests. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Yeah. I, I just I just wrapped up your metal episode. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Which loved one it.
0: though? The the first one or the no, more recent no, one? No, no,
2: the rehash. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. cool. The redux. Yeah. Thank don't, you. Uh, you
0: don't have to listen to the original one. <laughs> yeah. Anything past episode thirty, you can ignore. That, that those don't exist. <laughs>
2: you guys are catching a stride. Nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so that was actually you know it's funny you bring up the breweries because that was one of the things that caught my eyes um you did Mm. the uh good morning beautiful um yeah artwork on there that was Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so just so you know i have some of those in my kitchen like framed up yeah Mm -hmm. because i'm such a huge deftones fan so like how do you how do you frame a bottle uh not really framed up but like the bottles themselves are kind of like its own little case so i have all their dope all the uh bottles there actually it's funny I, I just that. just realized so i also have the mastodon beer which has the album cover for the hunter on there as yes. well yeah so yeah, yeah. i actually have both of those now now that i think about it it just now hit me if you go you to know, R- it's, it's
2: it's really interesting to see the way music and the craft brewing thing are crossing paths more often uh i mean alcohol and music have always gone hand in hand you know but <laughs> i mean the way th- these crap these craft breweries operate it's it's a lot like the way labels operate you know each bottle release is almost like an album release you know it needs cool cover art it needs uh I, I, like every release is very much like a record release for these for these breweries so i don't know that's why i don't know i love working with smaller breweries casa gria specifically belching beaver specifically it seems like more Uh, of an art form Mm -hmm. it's becoming more artful now i mean i love all the old classic beer labels i have books and books on you know just the stuff from like the 30s 40s 50s 60s all that old stuff is great Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, dude, it's like an arms race with label art these days. Like <laughs> breweries just are going for the coolest looking labels and it, it puts the pressure on, on the designer. But I mean, it's a good pressure. It's fun.
1: It's funny. Cause like when I was a kid, I used to go like record shopping, which I know isn't really like a thing like to buy, go buy a CD and a, you know, there's no real CD stores anymore, mm-hmm. but I used to go and like go through their use section and like if, if something caught my eye, like with the cool album cover, I was like, dope. Like, I got to get this. Like, this, you know, it's on clearance. So I got to get this. (laughs) So, and that's kind of how I am now as an adult with my beer. So, like, dude, totally.
2: I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, it it operates the same way. That's another good parallel with with the record industry
0: for sure i almost feel like too like every like new band that i've ever discovered like it's just like it starts with like that that album cover like mastodon <laughs> uh artists you recently worked with like the the biggest reason why i got into their music was just like wow this was a really intriguing album cover and yeah. i mean you taking over that helm like is amazing like because i look at the stuff you did because i was a huge fan of paul romano who, who used to do all uh, of their amazing. stuff Oh yeah, and when I heard that they were you know dumping him, and I was like, "All right, who's this new?
2: <laughs> <laughs> who's this new?" Jabron? I don't know if
3: it was. I don't know if it was that. Um,
2: uh, it, it, I, I don't know like how how the, their working relationship ended, but mm-hmm. I, I doubt it was uh, yeah <laughs> that dramatic. But no, I, I I know the the way Paul operates. I mean, he's very very highly detailed and very mm-hmm. meticulous, and I know his process takes a long long time, and in the in the music industry taking your time is very rarely a luxury Mm. that a designer has you know so i you know when they were on relapse and all that i i'd imagine they'd have a little more time to crank stuff out yeah um but yeah like when they he did their first warner release crack the sky Oh. and uh you know um braun daylor the drummer is an incredible incredible uh, creative director i mean yeah. he's got his he's got his eyes and ears to the ground always looking for like the coolest most up-and-coming illustrators established illustrators you know um but i am kind of their go-to guy for for the design work but i mean the last few covers uh with once more around the sun that was skinner if you're familiar with his yeah. work yeah huh? it, yeah skinner's insane um yeah, they're always looping. I mean, th- did you guys like the cover for uh, uh, Emperor of Sand? Oh, I loved that I, one. I loved it. I loved thought that was dude. amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, so, like, I'm in the loop on the design side of all that stuff, but I can't take credit for the cover illustrations. That's mm-hmm. Braun, looping in these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, it's it's amazing to, to you know, work closely with the band and, and uh, just to hear... All bronze stories and ideas leading up to like the overall overarching album concepts and stuff. Uh, it, those guys never miss a beat, you know. Like they're so dialed into every detail of their records, which isn't. You would think that would be commonplace for bands of their their size. Yeah, but but typically. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of the bands I work with, like, they just, they don't know what they want, you know? Oh, wow. They're kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll know it when I see it kind of thing. <laughs> so then it, it's about having, like, the deeper conversation and extracting any, uh, like, interesting lyrics, any interesting, like, life circumstance that the band's going through at the time, you know? Uh, and then kind of putting a visual to those personal stories what you know? do you
0: prefer more do you prefer like somebody that has like a strict vision um i'm thinking like you know like an axl rose or somebody you know it's very like sure. <laughs> or like someone that's like more free like oh whatever you want man i know it when i'll see it like which one do you prefer is it more like a little bit from column a or column b
2: man it, it's it's it could it could work either way a lot mm-hmm. of bands that don't have a vision it's kind of nice to have an empty canvas and just do whatever i want mm-hmm. but that could Turn around and bite me super quick because I could give them what I want, and then they're just like, oh, I'm still not feeling it. Like go back uh, to the drawing board. Yeah. And and then it's just like this endless loop of hitting them with stuff that I think is cool. And they're just like, uh, oh, let's try something else, you know. <laughs> uh but uh you know, typically I mean, I, I do a lot of art for my own sake, you know, mm-hmm. so I can scratch that itch. Uh, I think it's more preferred to work with a band that knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and has been through the process before. So they know where I come in. I know where, where not to overstep their vision, you know? Um, Yeah. So I I like to work with more established bands as opposed to, you know, bands coming up because a lot of like the bands coming up just don't understand how the process works and, it, it could get really frustrating. And I've been doing this for like over a decade now. And then you, uh, I go I'm
0: ahead. S- oh, I'm sorry. And then you actually started in a band as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you know it? The warriors? The warriors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, all, <laughs> yeah. we were very aware of that.
3: <laughs> Are you?
2: So, yeah, I mean like listening to your metal episode, you guys were talking about the metal scene, the way I view the hardcore scene, mm-hmm. you know, it's very like community based. It like, provided a structure for my youth you know idealistically and just communal communally
3: mm-hmm. you
2: know bakersfield was never known for their hardcore scene per se no. you know? <laughs> like t- tachapi tach- growing up in tachapi i don't know where you started the podcast but i grew up in tachapi and we, we always had like a really solid hardcore scene, like none of us really knew how to play instruments or anything. So like, <laughs> we, we, we weren't shredding in a style, but we were like, doing it the way we knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, so when I think we were 16 years old, Marshall Lichtenwald, my twin brother, Danny, Mike Preisendorfer, and I started the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, we were just like 16 years old trying to not do drugs and get girls pregnant at 16. (laughs) Good job, sir. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's funny, just the other day I saw, do you know who the band Code Orange is?
3: Of course, yeah. Yeah, so
1: I saw some guy and he had a Code Orange shirt on and I was, I just went up to him and I was like, dude, I love Code Orange. And he's like, really? Have you ever heard of the Warriors? And I I didn't want (laughs) to tell him, like, I was like, dude, no joke, I'm about to uh, have Donnie on, on, on this podcast. And so, like. It was nuts. Like the, the world just kind of intertwined at that mm-hmm. moment for me. So. <laughs>
2: That's cool. That's cool. That's cool that anyone sporting a Code Orange shirt would care at all about our band. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, dude, Code Orange is amazing. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar, but Knock Loose just covered a Warriors song on their new record.
1: I am. I you, am familiar with Knock Loose. Do, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They just, uh, yeah.
1: I think, were they touring with Code Orange or were they? Um...
2: Yeah, I think they did tour with Code Orange at one point. I mean. To me, in my head, they're one of, you know, like Code Orange. I uh-huh. mean, more on the hardcore tip, I think.
1: Yeah. Code uh, or- uh, sorry, hardcore for me is something that, you know, later on in my year, once I got, you know, past corn mm-hmm. and things like that, like new metal stuff, <laughs> sure. I started sure, going sure. more into hardcore. And so I'm fairly new to it, but yeah, I know Knock Loose and all that. Like,
3: currently. Yeah,
2: Knock not, not Loose, like, treads the metal, hardcore kind of crossover line. Mm hmm to me but um yeah i mean it's it's amazing to hear newer bands bands much bigger than our band <laughs> you know like paying it forward forward and giving us props for uh for our music you know
3: yeah. i mean
2: being from tehachapi we very rarely get any recognition you know at that oh, level yeah. so, so that was really cool
0: so growing up um what would you say like your biggest influences were like musically and artistically
2: Oh, man. It depends on how far back you want to go.
0: Go <laughs> as far back as you want, brother. Think think the Metal Years episode.
2: <laughs> 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 Whatever well, grabs you. You know, g- growing up, uh, like, okay, let, let's go down my first cassette tape ac- acquisitions. Uh, it was Asa Base, The Sign. Oh,
3: I That's, love you, sir. We were
1: just talking <laughs> on the very last episode. We talked about how amazing that song oh, was. Oh, my
0: God, dude.
2: Dude, yeah, Ace of Ace Sign still holds up, man. Like I will <laughs> I will live and die by that record. If you're ever uh, in
0: Bakersfield, me and you are going on a car ride <laughs> <laughs> I will buy you we'll dinner. To every <laughs> and yeah. yes, we will we will loop that song over and over again.
2: So yeah, so it went Ace of Ace the Sign, then Soundgarden Super Unknown. Oh, great then album. Then Offspring Smash. Nice uh, and then and then, I mean, uh, it it all kind of like gets wild from there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So my, uh, I mean, I, I was glued to MTV, even though like my parents were really not stoked on us ever watching MTV. That's how I grew uh, up, too, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, like my my, my parents both worked full time, so you know, we got off, we got off the bus, we ran home, we threw on MTV, and we would just watch, you know. Nine Inch Nails Closer and, uh, you know, all the stuff that was really hitting at that time, like Mm -hmm. White Zombie. Uh, I mean, later Corn obviously was, was going to be a big influence because of their proximity to Tehachapi. And we saw, you know, like, like my peer group saw like, you know, them, you know, performing. I mean, like they, they weren't as mad. They weren't like TRL massive at that time, but Mm -hmm. They, they were doing stuff and no band from Tehachapi had ever done anything as far as I knew. Um, so like corn was big for us, but then we got into like the skate punk scene. We were listening mm-hmm. to Lagwagon, No Effects, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, and then that transitioned into the more traditional hardcore stuff like Strife, Snapcase, uh, uh, a lot of the victory record stuff, a lot of the, revelation record stuff you know gorilla biscuits i don't know if you're familiar with I, I, yeah stuff. gorilla
0: biscuits is amazing how'd you get gorilla introduced Biscuit. into that that scene into what that scene the hardcore scene how did that uh, get introduced Oh okay
2: you? so so this older group of kids uh started a hardcore band at the time it was called new thugs on the block <laughs> That's uh, the greatest name uh, ever. dude yeah and they and they played a, a battle of the bands and my brother and i showed up and it was a bunch of like your typical kind of punk bands I think I think uh I don't know if it was a battle of the bands actually it was it was a show with slick shoes, it was a show with dogwood, if you're familiar with them, like a christian punk band yeah. um and new thugs on the block opened, and they were just ripping off all like the hardcore stuff that they loved, a lot of like the new York stuff, a lot of the you know, kind of youth crew, hardcore scene stuff, Seven Seconds. Uh, And my brother and I really resonated with their performance because, like, they had all their friends singing along up front. And that band eventually evolved into a band called Die Hard Youth. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with them, they were kind of, like, the, the first hardcore band to do anything from Tehachapi. And they were all older than us, but they went to the same school. They went to the same high school. I think terrence the bass player eric the drummer at the time all went to our high school and uh they saw us as young kids trying to start our own hardcore bands emulating everything that they were doing and they really took us under their wing uh they got us our first show at jerry's pizza in bakersfield sweet and and so like it was like it was like this really tight-knit group of friends and we were just we would hop in a van and drive from Tehachapi to Bakersfield, Tehachapi to Ojai, to, Tehachapi to LA, just to go to hardcore shows. And we would roll like three, four cars deep. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was some of like the the most fun I've ever had, you know, in my life. Uh, in, in and not like Glory Day style. Like I still have a great time. Like I love my life. But like I really look fondly on those years traveling to shows
3: it's like a uh,
0: brotherhood basically huh
2: oh totally Band totally and, and, dude and we're still like super tight like we uh we just uh, just recently uh we did a big like group reunion hang we rented this giant airbnb in lone pine and we roll we like rented an rv and we got like 30 <laughs> of all our oldest friends like through music and hardcore and and uh yeah we just like partied at this house for a couple days it was amazing that's you know seeing, seeing friends like we've been friends with since like i don't know we've all been friends for like 15 20 years in the last insane. Mm-hmm.
0: that's beautiful man
1: so you know yeah. so obviously you come from really humble beginnings and i'm on your site right yeah. now and you have album cover here or album work for um, metallica which is probably like the biggest band of like
3: in the world <laughs> right now
1: so it's like how does it feel like to go from something, you know, to so, to be a smaller town and, and you know, playing in in like Jerry's Pizza style shows to doing yeah, yeah, doing yeah. artwork for Metallica?
2: Well, dude, I mean, it, it's it's been like a, a long hard road. I mean, it, it's it's been built with a lot of hard work and, uh, you know, some luck sprinkled in there. Like when when the Warriors when I when I was still in the band, uh, we had done two records with Eulogy Records out of Florida and uh we had toured full-time for a year we went all over the country we played like nearly every state in the continental united states and uh we started to get some heat you know i mean we, we were playing like you know when we played la shows we were playing to like a thousand kids Yeah, it was crazy <laughs> and and that start that that um uh somebody working at warner brothers records in the street team department this guy steve morales uh he like was a fan of our band and wanted to help us and he had worked on campaigns for my chemical romance and all these bands and he 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 was just a fan of the warriors wanted to help us out and he was floating some of our songs to an a and r guy at warner brothers records and nothing really came of that obviously but um he knew i did all the design work for the warriors and some some of our you know friends bands and stuff and he said hey like if if you ever want a design gig we're looking for a designer
0: that's awesome
1: and man. uh at the
2: at that time my brother quit the band to go back to art school himself in la at otis college martin design and uh and so I don't know, like I was, I was getting kind of jaded on just being on the road all the time, and uh, yeah, it, I mean at that time touring in a hardcore band, you're exposed to a lot of like violence and mm-hmm. stuff that was just kind of like bumming me out a little bit. Um, in retrospect, I was probably just being a baby, but uh, <laughs>
0: no, man, I, but I, I, I I can see that because I mean, I mean we. We've been to shows at Jerry's. We've seen. We've seen how like we know how life is, (laughs) you know, and and I I I feel that way too. Like, um, I mean, I personally, I'm not a drinker, and um, you know, recently uh, we went to Disneyland and we visited that new Star Wars land, and when everybody was waiting to get like into this cantina, and for me, I don't know whether it's like childhood scars or whatnot, or just I just don't feel that scene. Like, as soon as we got into that cantina, I just looked at my girlfriend. I was like, hey, do you want to bounce? Like, I'm really not comfortable with this scene. And she's like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, we only waited two hours to get in here. But, like, yeah, sure, if you're not feeling it, you know. So, I mean, I can totally understand that. Like, if that's not your scene, I mean, it's not you being a baby. It's just.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, going to shows at Jerry's Pizza and stuff, at that time in the early 2000s, late 90s, I don't know if you remember, but, like, Jerry's Pizza had a pretty solid skinhead scene yeah in that area i
1: remember the uh you know who the blood brothers are right that i don't even know of course yeah yeah, uh when the blood brothers came here like all of a sudden um they played jerry's and all these skinheads showed up to like break up the show or something Mm -hmm. weird like that yeah it was nuts (laughs) and that was like very young for me like i was like what in the world i'm not coming out to these shows anymore
3: (laughs) yeah
2: i mean dude it, it, it was a weird scene man um yeah, they would come to, like, any Tatchby Hardcore show, anytime like, a to Hardcore band was playing, they'd come out and they'd, like, start shit and there'd be fights and so, I mean, it, very early on, I was, I was, I knew that, you know, violence and, you know, aggressive music kind of go hand in hand.
3: Yeah, no matter, yeah.
2: I, I was I was always in it more for the message and the kind of ideology that came with hardcore and punk music mm-hmm. and uh, you know, being a young kid, like, I wanted to play as hard as fast as I could So so that made sense. But I mean at the time, like touring day in and day out, we would play these really aggressive sets and I'd go back in the van and just listen to Bjork and shit. You know (laughs) uh, but I it's funny now like now that I'm not uh you know, as involved in in hardcore as I used to be, I listen to more hardcore now Mm -hmm. than ever. You know, it's weird. Uh it became more work, yeah. But going back to the the trajectory here, like uh, my brother went back to school, I got the gig at Warner and I just worked my way up from a junior designer in the street marketing department to a designer in the proper art department. And then I got promoted from junior designer to art director to senior art director. Uh, I was there for nearly 10 years before I quit to do Kill Studio and move out to Durango, Colorado where i'm living now
0: what, um and what prompted that uh that move because I, I was listening to a couple of other interviews you've done and yeah i wanted to that's one of the questions i wanted to to ask on that was it more for uh, like to fulfill your own vision or
2: no i mean dude like it was a really hospitable environment at warner yeah. i love those guys and i still work on retainer for warner brothers records mm-hmm Uh, which actually changed their name to Warner Records. They lost the rights to (laughs) the name Warner Brothers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm still on retainer with Warner Records. I still love all the people that work there. Um, But, you know, living in L.A. for nearly 10 years... Uh, I had recently just got married. Mm-hmm. My wife and I wanted to buy a house. We knew that was never going to happen. Oh, no. In the LA area. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we had vacationed in Colorado every year for four years or something. We would just mm-hmm. take the road trip and just do camping. We, we'd hit Estes Park and the Rocky Mountains and, and just drive up the Continental Divide. And we knew that this area of the country was the most beautiful and why wouldn't we want to just kind of like set up shop if we could and so we we bought a house here for a fraction of the price um, <laughs> of what we would be paying and i mean like we have a super nice like two-story house with a beautiful view uh three acres um you know like outside of the cut you know like it's just really quiet and mm-hmm. beautiful and that's just more our speed, so um yeah, I mean so far so good. We've been here for four years now.
0: Do you feel like that area is like more conducive to your um artistic um vision as well? Like being in LA I can only imagine it. We um art and I we go to LA a lot, you know, it's for various yeah. reasons, you know, to comedy shows, to concerts or, you know Sweet, yeah. sports things or whatever. Um, but in I always have an affinity for LA. Um and oh, I yeah. always, I always think like, oh, I, I would love to live there to get out of Bakersfield. And then as soon as I'm done with whatever I'm doing, like, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I am so glad to be home at this point. Totally. Man. And so I can only imagine, you know, living there for 10 years, you know, that stress has to comp- compound and then going, you know, somewhere probably very comparable to Tehachapi, you know, that, that's that got to totally, get the totally. juices flowing a little bit better for you. Do you feel that's the, that's the case in your situation?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question, man. I mean, Durango is very comparable to ha- to Tehachapi, but I mean, it's a college town too. Oh, there's Fort Fort Lewis College, so like it's it's got more of a vibe <laughs> than Tehachapi <laughs> probably ever will. Uh, yeah, like a younger vibe. Like there's stuff happening here, um, cultural events. I mean, it's it's all the natural beauty that Tehachapi has, that just turned up to eleven. Oh wow. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, so. So it, it it did feel like home the second we got here and we found the house on Craigslist and oh, we wow. we rented it for two years before we bought it. And oh, nice. uh uh in between and we rented it for two years and then my wife and I um packed up shop, we threw all our stuff in storage and we moved all over the world and just like worked remotely from Puerto Rico, from Ireland. Oh from- lovely from the bahamas we were in the bahamas for like six months during during a hurricane actually like as we were hopping on a plane in lax we got a we got hit up by our uh airbnb host and she was like you might not want to come and we're like what's going on She's like, yeah, there's, like, a Category 5 hurricane heading towards our island right now.
0: Oh, my God, dude.
2: But, like, but it, and we called the airline. We couldn't get refunds on the tickets. Like, it was just a set deal. <laughs> and my wife has this thing for natural disasters, so she was, like, super hyped. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so uh, much She's a keeper. to the, the dismay of my dad who was dropping us off, he dropped us off, and we you know, we caught the flight. We landed on a small island called Spanish Wells. I mean, it was only, th- it's like three miles from like one end to the other. And it's like super, super small. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, we set up shop and immediately had to go into like disaster planning mode. We had to <laughs> fill the bathtub with water because they like, had <laughs> shut the water off. They shut the power off for days. And we just had to like board up all the windows. <laughs> it was just insane, dude. <laughs> And the eye of the storm missed us by like fifty miles or something. Oh so I mean it was a it was a really close shave.
0: Oh man, I uh, bet.
2: <laughs> but yeah, and then we went to Puerto Rico and we were supposed to be there for the big hurricane that that uh ripped through there like shortly after. But we uh we got word from the land the the landlords that were renting us this house. They're like, hey, like it's not working out with our current tenants if you guys ever wanted to buy the house we'll work out a deal with you and so we we left puerto rico early and thank god because like the eye of the storm ripped right through the city we were staying in uh. in south puerto rico yeah i mean it, it was just devastating uh so yeah man we were just like being chased by mother nature for the better part of you know six seven months it was insane Uh, but yeah, so we landed in, in Durango and we love it, but, uh, I mean, we travel nonstop and we work from the road, which is great, which is like the best part of doing what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, like we're in, in four weeks, we're going back to Ireland and we're going to hit Scotland and Wales. We're going to be out there for over six weeks and we're going to be working the whole time, but, uh, you know, sneaking in hikes and all the stuff we love doing. That's lovely, dude. I, I,
0: that's you're living basically the dream right there. You are living the
3: dream, sir. You're my I idol. Mean, it, 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 it
2: comes with like I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like it's all like, you know, wine and roses and stuff. It's, 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 it, it's tough to work from the road, especially when you're in a beautiful place and mm-hmm. you know, like the mountains and the coast and all that stuff is like calling your name. You know, you gotta like keep your eyes on the prize and get stuff done still. Mm-hmm. And when you're working on a laptop, obviously that's not ideal.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
2: you know, when I'm at home, I'm working on a big screen. I got like my Mac pro and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I mean, it's, it's really the only way we ever wanted to live. So we just found a, ma- a, a way to make it work. Yeah. You know, gro- growing up in Tatsuki, like uh, we didn't do a lot of traveling. Um, my dad was, a was like a Navy uh i don't want to say brat but like he was a the the son of a a a naval guy so like uh they moved around a lot and i think that uh later influenced his uh i don't know like they they just we just didn't travel a lot Mm -hmm. as a family i mean we we did a lot of cool trips and we had a great time like i had the best childhood like i'm not trying to uh, disparage that fact. But I think no. my brother and I both reacted to that. Because my, my brother's lived in India. He's lived in like wow. he and he and his wife own a place in the Czech Republic. Uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In Hungary in Budapest. <laughs>
3: no.
2: Um and uh and they travel all the time and my wife and I do the same. So it's mm-hmm. it's 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 probably like a reaction to, you know, growing up uh you know kind of sedentary and yeah yeah. stationary in in Tatchby Mm
3: -hmm. uh
2: but dude like growing up in Tatchby was great
3: yeah it
2: really was like I mean I it sounds to me like you guys had a pretty hard go of it in Bakersfield (laughs) like (laughs) who who got shot
0: oh that was me (laughs) damn dude (laughs) I'm like a cat man I had Oh, man, I've gotten shot. I've gotten stabbed a couple of times. Did <laughs> you get hit by a car? I got hit by a car in high school, and I couldn't play, couldn't walk man. right for a while. I was forced to gump. Um, <laughs> I currently have a slip disc in my back. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, so. Um, I'm built for yeah, tough, I mean, though, man. <laughs>
2: to catch me was, a, was, a, was a different vibe. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> I mean, we, we would just like you know throw on our uh our hardcore records and go skate and you know hike up the mountain and i don't know dude it 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 was cool i mean going out so growing up bakersfield was like our cultural touchstone though like we would drive to you know fox theater to to see a bigger show Mm -hmm. or we would go to fox theater during high school because they had like they would play foreign films and stuff like more indie films there Mm -hmm. uh so you know seeing like guillermo del toro movies where we would never be able to like access anything like that in Tatchby, Mm -hmm. you know and like i mean bakersfield had like a cool art gallery not too far from jerry's pizza i don't know if you guys remember that i don't know it's probably it's probably not still there but so like anytime we wanted to do anything of like cultural substance, we would go to Bakersfield. And I tell people that story, and they're just like, Why? "What?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you, Bakersfield was like where to go. Bakersfield, <laughs> Bakersfield's
0: interesting in the fact that it gets this this weird rep, and I mean for. 60%. Yeah. I mean, it deserves some of that rep, but there's, there's some hidden gems, you know? And then, like I said, anytime, like I go on vacation or I'm out of town for a long extended period of time, I remember there was a period of time I had to go to Canada. Um, you know, my grandma was passing away and that's where she had lived and mm. And um, where they lived at, it was like clear across the other side of the world. It was in uh, Newfoundland, mm-hmm. uh, St. John's. And it looks just oh, like wow. the Hobbit, you know, like the Shire. Uh, oh, in so cool. And it's beautiful. So cool. and, but at the same time, like there's just always just something just, just, just missing. Like I couldn't find avocados and I was just, that was, that <laughs> yeah. was really like sticking the, in the craw of me. And I really was just like, Oh man, I got not, nobody has better taco shops in Bakersfield, you know, just little, just little things like that. Um,
2: no, totally. man. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, but i it's it like was always mind boggling to me, like kids would always no matter where you grow up, man, like your hometown is just the worst, right like yeah. nothing to do, like everyone's like so close minded all this mm-hmm. it's like dude, like find find the magic wherever you live, man, that's you know true, what I mean like it's there it's there to be found like if you just scratch deep enough and if it's not there make it yourself you know exactly yeah like like we we didn't have a venue growing up in tatchby but we put on our own shows you Mm -hmm. know like no one was playing the style of music we liked, so we started the bands and we were terrible but it was like (laughs) but that's how you learn though you know i totally oh sorry go ahead oh I did nothing go ahead go ahead oh, and
1: i heard that in Tehachapi, the, the venue that was like the hardcore place was like a church or something is that true
2: oh dude we we would play like <laughs> my brother and i uh were both raised roman catholic mm-hmm. and we went to uh saint malachy and the people uh there for whatever reason let us throw shows at the church like, at the, like <laughs> the youth center at the church and, that's awesome man you know like all our friends' bands would just be like cussing on the mic and stuff, <laughs> and, like, my brother and I would be mortified because we were the ones putting it on and stuff. But like it was, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, we always found a place to do it. I mean, there was the Tappan Dance Center where we had a lot of shows. You know, bands like Throwdown and and you know, like big bigger mm-hmm. bands, bigger like hardcore and metal bands would play there.
3: Mm-hmm. American
2: Nightmare played there. Oh, wow. O- Over My Dead Body. Uh, uh, Carry on, which uh, was Todd Jones from Nails' band before. Mm-hmm. Before that, um, I, I do. I mean, like we we just made it work. We made it happen, you know. And uh, yeah, so you know, wherever you live, like there's no excuse mm-hmm. to 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 just cop out and like sit on your your you know behind your computer screen and talk shit, you know. Man. Like,
0: and not only that, like if you have those feelings, like okay, this this is what's missing in my community. I mean, should it, the, the way I think is shouldn't you go out and change that? You know be, what I'm saying? Be the change yeah, you want to yeah. see? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, the reason why exactly. we started this podcast was just, like, I, mean, I, I would always tell Art, like, we would have conversations in the car, like, going to work. Uh, we would work at a Target, like, clear across town. And it was, like, a 30, almost 40-minute drive. And, like, we would just have these in-depth conversations, and I really got into podcasts, and I kept telling him. I was like, dude, we could start this. Like, there's nobody in Bakersfield really doing this. I mean, there was another podcast that does it, but, like, not the way I think we could do it, man. Like, I think we could be the ones that come out of Bakersfield and change, like, the viewpoint that, oh, Bakersfield is just this hardened conservative town and, you know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, with no personality. You know, and it's just, like, I, I feel like we can change that. We could be the leaders of that movement, basically. And, um,
2: uh, I, I, it and, and, and props to you guys. You guys got a, like a really good thing going. Well, thank you. You guys are you. both like beyond articulate. Like, <laughs> you, you, I'd like hope so. seriously, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. But the next thing you guys have to change is the air quality. Yeah, <laughs> in Bakersfield. So like whatever, whatever you need to do to do that, make it work. We're
1: we're, we're pitching in. We're trying to bike more than I was trying <laughs> to hit
0: up Elon Musk on Snapchat, and um, he just hasn't <laughs> responded to <laughs> me, man. <laughs> just,
1: just straight up blocked Jacob on
2: Snapchat.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm too busy in my alternate reality right now.
2: So uh, yeah, something. Be... Someone is, much- uh, is uh, dude. Last time I was in Bakersfield, I swear to God, I couldn't even see the sun. I was like I was where's the sun? Like I I don't know like what the conditions were, but like there was just this layer of filth hanging over and I was like, That's blowing into T, that's blowing everywhere, man. Like I feel so terrible. Who are the people in charge that are just letting that shit go through? It's insane.
0: Uh, well, um, <laughs> not to get too political, but but we know their names. We know their names. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. But, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. These are conversations that I have with my coworkers all the time. It's just like, hey, instead of spending money, you know, on stupid stuff like this our government should be concentrating on you know i i live and die by the words of what tupac said in the the song changes like we need to change the way we eat we need to change the way we live and we need to change the way we treat each other you know instead of you Hell know no. you know instead of you know focusing on stupid stuff like jesse smollett or whatever like let's let's concentrate like on the things that actually affect us day to day you know and can make a better society for not only us but yeah, future I mean, generations
2: <sighs> Like clean air should be like baseline <laughs> yeah. of what a public servant should do for its people. Oh uh, yeah. Like that's like like anything beyond that is sprinkles on the cupcake. But if the air is not like, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a tangent. I'm sorry. But I no,
3: that's dude, beautiful. I, I, I got
2: I got nothing but love for Bakersfield, dude. Like mm-hmm. straight up, straight up. So many good memories. So many good people. Uh, yeah, man just gotta
1: get that air under control <laughs> yeah, the air is terrible here man I think I've started developing like nasal and uh, I don't know what just like random oh I'm
2: sure dude mm-hmm. I mean it's shaving off years of your life <laughs> <laughs> but who wants those those last tail end years anyway Yeah. That's true. yeah. once, once I start like wearing
0: diapers I think stuff. I'm good yeah, I can I check want, it out I don't want right? to go through the uh, <laughs> late
1: year diaper years I'm yeah. good on that <laughs> I don't want some hot yeah.
0: nurse like seeing all that like in my 90s man <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay how professional she is she should not have to see that i'm thinking about her okay <laughs> I'm
1: Doing it for her own good. <laughs> you don't Would really you, oh go ahead sorry
2: i was gonna i was just gonna say like uh the the warriors actually are putting out a new record oh, oh really? really with this yeah are I mean, you doing, doing the artwork for that or doing the art for it i actually co-produced it with Ooh, nice. um, the current drummer and the guy who's produced or or at least co-produced all of the records to date with Roger Camaro. Uh we record we it's all kind of like it was a DIY production. We all did it. We just got together cuz it, it had been years and uh we wrote a batch of songs and we recorded them this uh fall, this last fall and it's been it's being mixed and mastered and it's coming out soon and there's going to be a label announcement and uh it's going to be good. It's going to be it's like the record's amazing. So we look forward it.
0: to checking that out then.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a good blend of all, uh, the different eras of the warriors. I mean, there's been a lot of ma- member changes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but, uh, all the ex members kind of came together, uh, and collaborated on this latest batch of music. And it's awesome. It's that great.
0: sounds awesome.
2: and I, I love that. Yeah. So it was like a really like friendly, Really like summer camp type vibe, (laughs) you know, writing the record and recording it, and we did it all in Hatchby at Joe Martin's studio. Joe's the the current bass player of the Warriors. He's got the sweetest studio. I mean, it's like probably like Buck Owens would be super jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say, like it, and it overlooks it's in heart flat if you're familiar with that it's really yeah. close to like arvin and stuff Keene rather mm-hmm. uh and it overlooks the whole valley there like right down into bakersfield and i mean it's like a beautiful view so i mean the vibe and just the energy of the whole thing was awesome and uh yeah we, we got i don't think i could say anything yet but uh the label we're working with is like the label to be on right now in in independent music i think sweet so so they've been like more than supportive they reimbursed all the production costs and all that stuff and nice. they're gonna really like stand behind it so yeah we're stoked super stoked what label is this can't tell you dude. yeah oh you <laughs> just <laughs> i'm kidding I mean, you, you might be able to guess based on some context clues even in this conversation but oh. um Uh, but yeah, I can't say anything officially yet. (laughs) Damn it, (laughs) sorry, makes you wish I would. But, but dude, I mean, dude, it's an amazing feeling to still be making music with these guys that I've been making music with since I was 16 and to represent Tehachapi and the Central Valley and all that. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, man, it's it's it was like one of the most fun making records we've all ever had. it's one
0: of those things, like we were talking about, like be the change, you know. Like when you you yeah. sort of when you're a kid, like oh, there's nothing to do. Like okay, well here's something to do, and I'm gonna be the one that's that's the change, you know. And then you're that person, you know. It's like for me and Art when we, uh, uh, you know, we're younger, and you know, we saw Corn make it big, like on on TRL. It was just like oh, yeah. even though, you know it wasn't us on there. It felt like we were seeing ourselves like on TV right there. And so like for you to be like working with all of these great artists and you're from Tehachapi, like
3: auxiliary from Bakersfield
0: is just like, it's like seeing myself, you know, like, Oh, okay. He, he's one of us, you know, it's not just some random, (laughs) you know, (laughs) some random dude you know faceless name you know it's 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 one of uh, our people you know yeah. doing yeah, that yeah man and it
1: definitely like so I'm, I'm on your website right now and i'm like looking at all the artwork right now i'm like uh, checking out the stuff you did for uh silver snakes and i love yeah. all the stuff you did by the way a great live show for that band
2: but oh, aren't they great they're yeah. amazing i mean they're the label they're on now um uh, I think in my, re- I'm not speaking for them, but it's doing them a major disservice and I couldn't be more disappointed with, with, uh, the release of the last record, but because it's an amazing record, if anyone mm-hmm. wants just that cool industrial with kind of that, like mid nineties vibe to it, mm-hmm. um, but done in, and done in a modern way, everyone needs to check out the new silver snakes record called death in the moon. It's yeah. amazing.
1: It has the, uh, that one has the, um, that garbage cover, right, on it? the uh, No, one that,
2: that's Skade. That's the oh. cover's right record. That oh, came out true. right before this latest one. You probably haven't even heard about the release of their latest oh. one. Because it's, it's like <laughs> the rollout was just so piss poor. And, uh, again, I'm speaking for myself. I don't care. No, uh,
1: I caught but, him, like, I kind of caught them live on accident. Like They were opening up for – I think it was Glassjaw they were opening up for. And, um, dude,
2: they, they've been on massive tours. They just toured with uh, – combi christ if you're familiar mm. with them um which is kind of like out of their scene a little bit mm-hmm. but they've toured with like Coheed and cambria yeah uh a lot of stuff um because but... uh didn't
1: um oh dang i'm blinking on the lead singer's name of coheed uh but he produced one of their records i think and i think that's why oh were...
2: well not not produced uh <laughs> uh he's he actually owns the label oh okay okay um <laughs> But in that, like, I don't know what's going on, like, on the back end, like, with the label and stuff. I'm sure that dude's super busy. Who knows how even hands-on he is with Evil Ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, I mean, like, this record should have been really big for Silver Snakes. And uh, and they just got off, like, a big support tour. And they didn't have any physical product the entire tour, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, yeah, like they were shipped a box of like star Wars DVDs or something from the distributor <laughs> on accident or something. What? They should have just sold that on tour. <laughs> it's insane. But, but Alex Estrada, the singer and, you know, main songwriter of that band is a good friend of mine. He's amazing. He's like, he just lets me do whatever I want with art, pretty much. I mean, he's, it, it, it's a collaborative, uh, working relationship, mm-hmm. but, uh, I feel like I have a lot of creative, um, reign over that stuff. So I love working with that band. Amazing band. uh, Say that again?
1: Oh, they're just an amazing band.
2: Yeah, dude, like super cool and just super underrated. Um, But he's an, he's an amazing producer too. And I think he's going to continue producing despite what happens with Silver Snakes. Um, I'd like to see Silver Snakes release 10 more records, but we'll see what happens.
1: I saw that you also did um, the, the uh, rituals of Mind, the devoted album.
2: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You like so, that record? I uh, I love
1: that album. I Actually, have it's that amazing, one. Amazing, on, right? Yeah, I have that on vinyl back when it was still Sister Crayon. So like, I have the oh, Sister Crayon Joel. version of that.
2: Yeah, you're OG. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they're they're so good.
1: Is there is there a favorite of yours that you like are so proud of of all the albums you've worked on?
2: Uh that's hard to say, man. I mean, like, I, I've worked with you know big names like. You know Eric Clapton. I've done stuff for like Madonna. (laughs) I've done stuff for like Seal. I've done like almost everything for Jason Derulo, like (laughs) like random stuff. But I mean, honestly, like the the stuff I really want to hang my hat on is you know the the work I've done for like Stick to Your Guns and some of like the hardcore stuff because I mean like that's like where my heart's at. Still, Uh, I get to do a lot of illustrative stuff which is my, what I like to do more than just kind of design and art direction, which a lot of people don't really understand the difference. Um, as an art director, you're kind of uh, like the director of a movie, you know, where you're hiring an illustrator, you're hiring a photographer, you're hiring all these things and you're kind of putting it together. Okay. Um. Uh. But as an illustrator designer, which is, which is, The work i do mostly when i was at warner i was doing more art direction oh uh you know you know well i was i was doing i was doing illustration work and design work and all this stuff but um a lot of my role there was uh for every release i worked on i was hiring the photographers i was you know commissioning other illustrators sometimes if like their aesthetic fit the project more than mine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh but uh yeah i i love illustrating so when i get to illustrate a cover like the seven dust cover or the
0: i have that one written down as one of my favorites
2: yeah thanks man like like stuff like that that's the stuff i like to do because i see myself more in it Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. you know something that's more photo driven or something but like but you know my wife's like a, a really good photographer and we collaborate a lot so like a lot of the photo based stuff like the silver snakes cover um for uh you're the snake i mean like she she set that stuff up and f- photographed it and we kind of like that was a good like collaborative effort um I, I i love doing photo-based stuff too but yeah, when i get to illustrate that's that's when i'm the happiest
0: would you say some of your influences are on that
2: with like illustrations on the, ilu- on the illustration front? yeah uh I mean, I I grew up like idolizing dudes like Shepard Fairey mm-hmm. and uh, you know a, Obey Giant Fame, um, but honestly, like I I love so many different illustrators. Like I, I like my head's kind of like a patchwork of of you know all the old punk stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, You know like all the old hardcore stuff that came out on mystic records like all the like hand-drawn cool stuff like that's still like it's just like mind-boggling to me just like that kind of stuff you know um but i love uh this guy barney bubbles who is a famous uh art director for stiff records back in the day he's like an 80s guy he did a lot of stuff for uh uh, Elvis Costello and Nick oh, wow. Lowe and The Damned and stuff like that. Like that guy's have been a really big influence on the stuff I do. Um, whether you could see it or not. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. So, so many things. I mean... It's
0: like a cornucopia. One of my favorite yeah, ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like,
2: like, like when, when I was working at Warner warner brothers records i was working alongside frank maddox who's Mm -hmm. who's done all the deftone stuff Mm -hmm. you know to date and uh you know like learning from guys like that has shaped me more than anything you know what i mean people like i know and can relate to and have taught me you know do this don't do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) like i'm like forever indebted to to those guys like stephen walker uh, uh i mean a million different people like my my contemporaries like my close friends like nick steinhardt who plays in that band touche amore uh who's like a really accomplished designer anyone should check out 23 ncom i think is his website uh but look up nick steinhardt uh, he's a great designer. He's done like a ton of Britney Spears album covers and pink and like a lot of <laughs> stuff in the pop space. I mean, which is funny because he's like but, a hardcore kid, you know, but that's yeah, that. that's
0: cool because like it's appealing to look at, you know, and I've said our art said this as well. Um, but I mean, it's easy to, you know, make stuff for your audience, um, but to make stuff that will appeal to everybody that that's a hard task.
2: and and that's that's the designer's job you know i mean like i could try to push something till i'm blue in the face because it suits my aesthetic but if ultimately the band's not into it and they Mm -hmm. don't think it's representative of how their record sounds then it's just a waste of time you know yeah like i i think a good designer has to be versatile Mm -hmm. and has to be able to work with a a bunch of different aesthetics and Mm -hmm. and, you know especially if you want to make a decent living doing it mm-hmm. you know if i was just like illustrating like skulls and stuff for like, <laughs> my friends punk bands so, like i wouldn't be like a homeowner you know what <laughs> i mean so it's it's like yeah you, you do what's right for the project yeah focusing on what makes that band unique or that artist unique and mm-hmm. you find a, a visual uh a, a visual trajectory to like take them on and make sure it it does the music
0: justice you know mm-hmm. i um one album cover um that really stood out to me was green day's god's favorite band and when you oh, said yeah, right. you know that you and your brother grew up you know uh catholic uh, did, did that play a part into into that album cover
2: uh oh, that's interesting that's interesting uh no <laughs> if anything like i didn't want to bum my parents out with that cover you uh-huh. know what I mean? uh was no, that still, I, like,
0: in your the back of your head, though? Because like, I, I feel like, yeah, because I, I grew out of the two of us, like, I grew up super in a super religious household. And, yeah. like, even when I'm putting out episodes and I'm, you know, talking about naughty things, like, I always feel like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if my mom was to hear this or, you know, my her, her cousin, who basically my aunt, if she was to hear this, like, how would they think, you know, like, in regards to that? Right. Like, we've had episodes in regards to, you know, like, religious topics and whatnot. And I know, like, that's going to eventually going to trickle down to them in kind of keep them you know in mind um
2: totally i mean yeah in, like i've done podcasts where like i curse a lot and stuff mm-hmm. and in retrospect i'm like oh dude my parents are gonna be so long but like <laughs> but i mean it's uh if you're keeping it casual and you're keeping the conversation honest mm-hmm. you know like you should talk to everybody like like your friends already you know what i mean yeah. and it's and uh you know i've heard my dad like throw some f-bombs around when he like hammers his thumb and stuff so like i, I know that stuff's in his vocabulary and yeah. he's not going to judge me for it you know
3: uh-huh.
2: uh but uh it, like you know ultimately if you're not an asshole and you're not like s- like espousing like racist bullshit or something <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like like a curse word or like uh like a controversial topic shouldn't if 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 your family like truly loves you for who you are, like you should be able to talk about whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, agreed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so with that album cover, um, they, they had the title God's favorite band. Uh, well, oh, God, I, I can't even remember now. And that wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> uh, I think the, t- I think the title came after actually. Oh, okay. Cause it was just like, a, it was a green day greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, I, I did a cover comp that had them, uh, with oh God, I can't, I can't even remember. Can't, no, I, I think it did. It it was a greatest hits album at first. And mm-hmm. we did a bunch of comps. It was like me, Frank and Frank Maddox and a bunch of other artists kind of contributing to a pot of like 20 different album covers that they were going to choose from.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And and they're like, ah, none of this is really working. We need like uh, something specific, visually. Maybe that like corresponds to a title. So then the band came up with the title "God's Favorite Band," and so that influenced that illustration and that illustration style.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But originally, it was it was based on a, uh, a photograph of them in like priest costumes that they had taken uh, a long time ago. Okay, and and when that album title came up. I had illustrated them with halos and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, like that reminds us of this old old photo shoot with us in like, you know, priest guard. And so then they're like, can you illustrate us in like priest stuff? And so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's the long story of like how that came about. And then I kind of like incorporated some iconography from all the old album covers in the stained glass r- window around them and mm-hmm, stuff, which yeah. was really fun. I love it because uh,
0: I love Catholic art. Like I'm not Catholic myself, but like I love like that world like of oh, Catholic man. I art. I love
2: I love any religious art. Yeah. Any religious art. It's, I mean all the like uh the Indian stuff, like mm-hmm. all the you know, uh Krishna stuff, all the like I I love there's something about religious art. I mean like the artists that were creating it, you know. Probably put extra pressure on themselves to get it extra crazy, right, uh-huh, because yeah. like they're doing it for their deity mm-hmm. you know of choice so so yeah I mean and it it's it's always lush with like crazy iconography mm-hmm. that's like ancient right like yeah. it's, it's tying back to like like so, like it's calling back like different stories with just like one little like item in the painting, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. they'll be. Like a, like Krishna will be holding some like urn or something, and that urn like harkens back to some like crazy story, you know? Like, yeah, it, I, I love how you know lush the iconography is. It's like there's a that. little
0: bit of an extra effort into it, yeah. you know, like a little bit more passion placed into it. That that's yeah, what I like. You passion can all...
1: and detail and all of that, and you can see all of that. So I'm I'm looking at your uh, the Can't Swim album cover you, you have. on oh, there. yeah, like Thanks. that's all on there. Like I feel mm-hmm. like. It looks like it would be from like maybe like the Satanic Bible or something <laughs> but, but it... like,
2: that that was a put like uh, the singer can't swim wanted to use an uh, oni mask Okay, uh-huh. yeah. like a, it was like a traditional like Japanese thing uh, and so that was like my take on like just a weird evil oni mask you know uh-huh. with like the multiple eyes and stuff like that yeah I love I love doing one like that
1: yeah that's probably one of my personal favorites. Um, oh, thanks, yeah. um so like one of the things that i was like i gotta touch on this so like um when i looked you up one time i saw that a bunch of like lincoln park fans were getting the, the um the uh that tattoo of the hands all like grasping yeah. each other mm-hmm. so that's that must be nuts to like have like people like people's like now are like tattooed forever with like your work on it like what was that like working with lincoln park and putting that whole thing together or does it like shock you that um that people are getting, dude, getting tattooed
2: yeah. on yeah I'm not like a tattoo artist like I'm not I'm never <laughs> thinking like oh this is gonna translate so well to a tattoo you know and like I've seen tattoos of you know like different details from an album package I did like years ago mm-hmm. and I'm like oh that's like it's not a good tattoo (laughs) that's not good but like with with the lincoln park thing specifically i think that really lends itself to to tattoo it's like monoline it's Mm -hmm. it 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 looks it looks good so i mean yeah like seeing seeing that tattoo on people's skin is mind blowing it has that look
0: too that 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 flash look to it that you when you walk into a tattoo shop and i that's one thing i dig about your artwork as well it's so eclectic oh thanks man yeah
2: i I, i'm highly influenced by like like tattoo art i mean i think you know with the rise of instagram and stuff like that platform has really turned tattoo artists into celebrities you know oh yeah because like tattoo artists more so than i think even graphic designers know how to distill an idea into something very iconic and very simple and clean. And,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so, so yeah, I mean, like I, I've taken great, uh, influence by just tat- tattooers that I know. I mean, I'm tattooed. Like I love getting tattooed. I love like the whole culture, mm-hmm. but, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, that that's definitely, like, I'm sure you could see that in a lot of my illustration work, mm-hmm. but, but yeah man I mean in another life I would love to to tattoo I think
3: oh yeah uh, well you can uh, always pick
2: it up <laughs> I, I could I just don't know if I could like hang on like some sweaty dude's body for like yeah. at a time like I like the fact that I'm like cloistered in my my office in front of a computer like in my notebook and I could kind of walk away from that and it doesn't mm-hmm. talk to me and it doesn't like <laughs> sweat on my like, and bleed on me you know what I mean? <laughs> so
0: potentially yeah. a bloodborne pathogen might
2: <laughs> yeah i don't need any of that much. no bro uh, but but it's cool i mean i mean they make good coins
0: here man oh yeah <clears throat> my uh the guy that does my tattoos he recently bought like the top of the line tesla and like he was showing wow, it off he was showing it off on instagram or whatever and he was like i don't care what car and he was, i mean he was obviously he wasn't trying to sound like a douche but he was like um how do I say this? You know, about? he's
1: saving the earth. We're just talking about how Baker's all bad air. So yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you, you, know, you see those, those guys in the, the Hondas or whatever, and they're revving up. He goes, I don't care what kind. You know, he's making yeah. fun of them, basically. It was mm-hmm. a parody. Yeah, there's the word I was reaching for right there. And it was funny, you know, he goes, because those top of the line Teslas, I mean, they, they're they basically uh, Ferraris, you know, <laughs> gasless Ferraris, you know?
2: Yeah, man. So, That's I mean, yeah, he, like, Javier Zarate, who. Uh, is the warriors guitar player I just bought a tesla mm-hmm. he uh he's like in the weed industry so he makes a lot of dough oh, yeah, that I bet. <laughs> uh but dude it's insane what a wild machine that is yeah i wish i i i don't care about cars at all like mm-hmm. n- nothing about <laughs> like that interests me and that that's not disparaging to anybody who like enjoys yeah car shit i just, it's just like it's just not in my blood like i drive a honda crv and i'll <laughs> drive it so the wa- w- <laughs> like wheels fall off yeah uh but i mean just like the ingenuity and just craftsmanship of that stuff is just like you can't not uh, appreciate it yeah it's a mean? whole
0: other form of artwork <laughs> you know
2: yeah totally totally yeah. i mean like yeah you, as a designer you should appreciate good design anywhere mm-hmm. in anything uh but yeah yeah i the the cars being never see i was <laughs> i i wasn't like working on cars and stuff on the weekends Who who is saying
1: that oh that's me i was yeah, forced. yeah yeah
2: i do i wish i knew more i like i don't even know how to change my oil like
1: <laughs> oh man. And, and,
2: that's... and 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 that's not to say that like i had this like privileged upbringing you know what i mean like we grew up very like like upper lower to like lower middle class you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I mean like no one no one in me besides like the people who worked at like the air force base maybe had money you know like we were all like very like lower middle class like kids growing up and uh you you would think that I would walk away from that experience knowing more of the trades than I did but my dad was a general contractor and uh any interest to be expressed in like oh yeah like we want to learn how to do this stuff he was like nope, nope. Like spend, <laughs> <laughs> spend spend time on your computer you know like hone your art skills like play mm-hmm. your music do your thing you know kept uh, you focused it, though it, it, and I, and I totally like, I'm so grateful for for that you know for him like pushing us in like that artistic direction that's awesome man my, my twin brother Danny um, who was also in the Warriors also is on like a creative path i guess um i he he's more like the academic he's 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 in a phd program now in Ann Arbor, michigan oh, good for him man. doing uh environmental design uh so i mean he he's gonna save the world i'm just gonna make album covers <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's it, it's cool to see you know like the path he's on to you know definitely um but yeah, I mean, I want I want to be involved in music forever, uh, but I, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, I want to spend less time in front of the computer mm-hmm. moving forward uh, and spend more time outside, hiking around.
0: Do you um yeah. do you paint at all, or is it everything that you do? Is it you know um, computer based?
2: It's, uh illustration work always starts with pencil and paper okay you know um uh i t- i try to spend as much of the creative process off the computer as possible mm-hmm. whether that's just the ideation of a project just brainstorming thinking sketching all that mm-hmm. um i i do paint uh not i mean uh, my schedule didn't really allow for a lot of that mm-hmm. but uh Yeah, I I still try to get, I still try to get my hands dirty with stuff like that. But nice, because
0: that's uh, what I pictured too. Like when you said, you know, you went to all these locations, I was like, man, I could just see him like on a boat, just painting, you know, the Bahamas, (laughs) and then then there's a hurricane in the distance. Like that'd be, I'd buy that painting (laughs) while listening to Ace of Base.
3: i saw the sign it's Great a big old up. hurricane <laughs>
0: would you do an ace to base album
1: cover if they hit you up right now they got back 100 percent. 100 percent
3: for
2: sure pro bono uh dude i'm actually i'm working on something i can't talk about now but it's okay it's like for a band that i i grew up listening to uh and i couldn't be more stoked i couldn't Ooh. be more stoked um but it's uh yeah i mean so like big stuff is like, I mean, I got some like cool stuff on deck, you know? Uh, nice. I, I wish I could say who it is. I don't, I don't think I can yet, but, it's cool, uh, I did. <laughs> hear, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I heard someone on the podcast, you talked about how like Eminem just, or like yeah, the Eminem that. story that I was like, that's uh, nuts. Like, so yeah. like they just kind of like told you like, Hey, um, uh, They're we like, got an artist. Do you that wants to work
2: to... with one of our biggest artists. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. So I got, I got the call from, from Interscope and they're like hey we need a single cover ASAP and I was like who's it for and they're like we can't say but we can say it's for one of our biggest artists and I was like okay Interscope records like Dr. Dre Eminem like all these people Gwen Stefani yeah I was like (laughs) "All right, yeah man and and so they gave me the brief it was just like you know a very vague description of what they were looking for I cooked up a bunch of stuff and you know, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of tweaks. And like, it was just forwarded from the art department at the label, but it was like copy and pasted from emails from M and M. So it was like, wow. Change this, change like like, add some texture, like whatever, like all these little things. So it was like a lot of back and forth. And I was like, who is this? You know? (laughs) And, uh, and I didn't know until, you know, I I had to sign an NDA after like, they told me who it was and stuff. Uh But, uh, yeah i didn't, i didn't I didn't know who it was for until it was completely done and uh it was just like one is like we knocked it out over the weekend that's so it was sweet, like it was a, it was it was a relatively like quick process, but yeah that was cool
0: nice and you can always have that like on your resume too. It's just like that's like the first thing like you you see is like the m M&M, m like oh okay, you did m M&M. and m <laughs> and then that just leads yeah. down that like rabbit hole of like oh, I got all this other cool stuff too like that that's awesome like when I saw that I was like. Fuck yeah!
2: <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was that man, was wild.
3: Some of the
1: stuff. You, oh, go ahead. Did man. you
2: guys, did you guys grow up listening to like crab radio and stuff? Uh, yeah. Or was that, like, yeah. Was that not
3: cool? Unfortunately. Did you, did
0: you, well, it was started guys- off cool, and then like like eventually, like you you start to mature into your music, and you're like, wait Sorry. a minute. Like I'm sick of hearing this three doors down song. <laughs> like, oh, terrible.
3: <laughs> yeah. Dude, back, back in the
2: day I loved it. I mean like mid nineties. <laughs> like yeah. early to mid nineties, I was like uh, that was like how it, i was exposed to nine inch nails and allison Jones. yeah right and, i mean it was kind of like the only good rock station mm-hmm. there there was krzr out of fresno that we got to did you ever get that yeah mm-hmm. like
0: if, if you put the radio in the right spot of your
3: room and you yeah, put
2: a little bit of yeah, aluminum yeah. foil get that.
1: i heard but like you're, urban you're, legends about that radio station but yeah.
3: like yeah, never
2: yeah, heard yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, they were cool but uh do you remember that that disc jockey in the real bruce wayne yes. yeah the late night guy hey whisker what? biscuits <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: he, he just a crotchety old man <laughs> i yeah, met him one had, time he had
2: this like whole persona i'm like he had this like crazy voice yeah he, like you know he, he had a protege
0: way.
1: he had a protege named robin the oh, girl yeah, robin that's right yeah that was his project. oh my god yeah really? he went full on with that like yeah he took that to his grave i, I think
0: met, i met him once because uh the radio station that would bro- that broadcasted that um was right down the street from you know my the big boy job i ended up getting later on in life um and i was just like i'm gonna go walk down there on my lunch break because it was literally just like across the street and you know Whoa. little little you know gutter park or whatever and so like i walked in there and i was like hey is the real Bruce, like, all, totally, like, early 20s me, is the real Bruce Wayne here? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's over there drinking a Diet Coke if you want to talk to him. And I'm, like, totally, like, um, hey, sir, um, I just wanted to say hi. And, uh, and my girlfriend always makes fun of me because anytime we meet somebody, like, in L.A. or, like, after a show or something, she goes, you get so starstruck. And, like, this is my most starstruck moment. And I didn't even know who, it, like, it's literally, it's just like some regular ass dude. Like, what, what
3: did he look like? Did he answer you in that voice? No, he. I'm the real voice. <laughs> he, he was like the guy. He
0: was like Kane from the WWF. He was like, my, mm, this is. I have emphysema from living in Bakersfield so long. Totally <laughs> do you, do you know I actually applied to
1: work at Crab Radio yeah. one time? Oh my god. It was oh, nice. the worst interview. Like oh. they, they asked me if I could start coming in at four in the morning to make coffee for the four AM crew. Wow. And and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to do the easiest job in the world. Can you do that? Nah. I was not about waking up at four in the morning.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. It was Danny Spanks, your interviewer?
0: Uh no, it was um <laughs> It was i love like, this guy Do you, we're firing eric and we're just bringing you on okay is that cool <laughs> we we gotta bring dude, you back danny on whenever Spank,
1: eric's on here dude.
2: Dan, I, I gotta give props to danny Spinks so, though because he played the warriors a couple times on yeah ground, he did like, actually
1: he came to my yeah. high school and like he uh he, he said like we'll play anything but you, we won't play nationals closer closer and i was like damn it that's the one song i want to hear
3: yeah dude i i
2: Did they never play that song? I could have sworn I heard that. No,
1: no, they do play it, but they wouldn't play it while they were at a high school. So Mm -hmm. like Oh, sure, 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 sure. Okay.
0: They don't want oh, the, the children effing like animals. <laughs> Danny,
2: Danny Spanx is the worst disc jockey alias I've ever heard in my life. Like, that, if that that just screams pedophilia, right?
3: Like, Danny Spanx?
2: Unless, unless that's his real
0: name. <laughs> I'm waiting for that documentary on HBO like, Leaving Neverland, this is like Leaving Crab Did, Radio. <laughs> I remember
2: he
1: used to go to rock shows and he would wear the band like whatever band he was watching, but he would like tuck it into his pants.
3: Oh and yeah! Was like, what the hell? Like with the New Balances. That, yeah. yeah, the, hard, the dad dude. shoes.
2: <laughs> dude, if you tuck in like a slayer shirt, you're you you know not the fuck of the guy with the tuck no. in a slayer shirt, dude. That's <laughs> dumb.
0: I feel like it's story time. Like we went to see Lama God um, in Fresno one time, and this is how Art and I kind of like became good friends. And um, I was in a band at the time, and it was basically a Pantera-slash-Metallica ripoff band, and we, Sweet. you know, and so we we were like, oh, let's go on a band trip to go see Lamb of God, and uh, Trivium, and uh, Machine Head, and Fresno, all right, yeah. Nice. That was that
1: Gojira show,
0: yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, and Gojira, like, they were like the op- Gojira's opening. Gojira's awesome. And... Art, um, unfortunately got stuck in another car with, and I'll let Art finish this story. But. Oh,
1: so they stuck me in this, like the non-drinking car, right? So they all <laughs> went in the party cruise. All the, like all the cool guys ended up in one car. And I ended up with this, like, um, I wish he was straight edge. She wasn't straight edge. She just didn't drink for some reason. Mm-hmm. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: If you're not going to drink, you you might as well be extreme about yeah, it.
1: And up mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like. I got stuck with him and somehow so we go to the concert, right? We First get, of all, how was he
0: dressed? That this is he, how it got he He
1: was dressed in like slacks and like dress shoes and like one of those like dad sweater vest things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to <laughs> Lemagogh.
0: <The sweater> <laughs> like a picture picture Eddie Murphy like in the late 90s like dressed up kind of thing like
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have kids That's now <laughs>
1: like so, like, we go, it's a black sweater vest to look tough. So, mm-hmm. like, so, so, like <laughs> we go and um the concert is, like, brutal as fuck. Like, first, I think this was his first concert or something. Yeah. Because I remember I had to, like, pull him out of the pit. I was like, they're going to do the wall of death, man. Get out of here. So, like, I, I, I pull him out of it because he was not ready for that. Yeah. And on the way back, we, like, get in and out. Again, you guys go in, like, the party cruise car and mm-hmm. I'm in the lame car. And somehow this fucking idiot gets, like, drives into the freeway but going in like the wrong direction so we were like dodging cars in the freeway to find the next exit out of the freeway so i almost got killed by like the the strangest guy
0: ever like did we even talk to him i don't think we i'd never seen him since i i I what i really think what happened in in this instance is like yeah like that group of people at that time we all worked at target like i don't want to sound like i'm like we were the cool but basically that was like the cool group or whatever right and sure, so like right, sure sure and um totally not trying to put us over or anything like that but like he, he was kind of like on the outside and we were very accommodating like that that was a big thing thing like after work we'd all go to denny's like it was a community kind of thing yeah of course and yeah we like like with you with the you know uh the friends that you met, met up with yeah, recently completely. kind of like that like all inclusive like hey let's get everyone together like let's like Let's explore, like, because we all came from different backgrounds. You know, there's a couple of attachment people as well. And I think, like, him, he just, you know, we just kind of incorporated him in. And he wasn't about that scene. (laughs) So he was trying to fit in. And I I feel bad. I'll randomly think about that. I'll be shampooing my hair. And I'll be like, man, I wonder what a Don's up to right now. (laughs) I wonder if he's still wearing a sweater vest.
2: Was he like trying to like turn you guys on to like John Tesh and like Kenny G and shit like? Cat Stevens and Cat (laughs) Stevens.
0: I don't know. Art, you were in that car. What was what was it like in there? Uh,
1: We didn't talk for like two hours. What's it from Bakersfield to Tachipi? It's like an hour and a half. So for for an hour and a half, we didn't talk. It's about about an hour. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, it was the strangest hour. I was like, so you
2: you want to know my first big concert I ever went to? Yes. It involves Bakersfield's Fox Theater. It was. Collective soul. Oh, nice! <laughs> collective soul at the Fox Theater. Yeah. Do you want to know what Did my I...
0: favorite or my first concert was at the Fox Theater as well? Coolio.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, dude, that was
2: like Gangsters Paradise era Coolio.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you're that familiar with Coolio, but I'll get I'll catch you up a little bit, and also okay. for our yeah, listeners, I'll, yeah,
2: the I'll all that theme bit.
1: song.
0: Yeah. So yes, that's where I was going with this. So. Pre Gangsters Paradise, Coolio was basically like you know like an underling you know gangster rapper or whatever. Like he he was hard and you know he sold drugs. He he killed a man basically (laughs) on record. And um, for some reason he got big and he got very Nickelodeon ish. So sure yeah. I remember at the concert like there was like all of these like very conservative like soccer moms there with like all 16 of their their children or whatever and like they're they're thinking that they're gonna see you know the friendly coolio that's like on all that and you know salute your shorts and double dare <laughs> yeah, and dude. <laughs> hey dude Sweet and all these like shorts. and all of a sudden he just like opens up like hey, your motherfucker's ready to get blah, blah, blah. you know he just starts like going off like all gang <laughs> like gangsta and i'm doing air quotes here and you just see like a collective a collection of like uh Like soccer moms just like and you just see all these like little kids just get out Leave the Fox Theater. It was the funniest last most awkward
2: moment. Awesome. That's That's amazing. I'm jealous of both your guys' stories. (laughs) There during the collective soul show, like one of those big floral kind of like sculptural pieces that kind of flank the stage. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of like these big art deco kind of like filigree sculpture things yeah, like Mm -hmm. fell off and like hit somebody. What? No way. Yeah, like it it, like rattled off from like all the residents and it fell off and it hit somebody. Imagine Um, dying at a collective soul show. Oh my gosh. uh, Dude, have you listened to Shine like recently? That song is so terrible. No, but I'm going to do
0: it after we get done recording.
2: (laughs) There's no, dude, there's I think all the drums are just like synth drums. Oh my gosh. (laughs) dude it's terrible it's terrible but uh i mean as as a kid it was like kind of cool
0: yeah it was on crab radio
2: it was was... on crab radio how to go
0: hey it's tater tot tuesday and uh we're gonna be playing (laughs) (laughs) collective soul here
2: dang totally dude before danny spanks
1: comes on they were kind of like a poor man's nirvana right (laughs) kind of huh like they Uh, had like that like
2: so like poor like (laughs) poor poor man's nirvana section eight nirvana to me me, like poor poor man's nirvana was like silver chair or something oh yes (laughs) that is but uh, but i love i love that band i love that band still even like their like late career stuff's like amazing oh wow nobody nobody i like
1: that song they have on the uh spawn soundtrack i can't remember what the name of that song is but
2: oh is it like year 2000
1: i don't remember but it Uh... was like kind of like electronic like it had an industrial vibe to it I
2: don't know. I can't it remember. It must have been like an exclusive song for the soundtrack yeah. or something. Yeah. Silverchair is sick though, dude. How old are you guys? I'm 34. I'm 34. I'm
1: 34.
2: I'm 33. So you guys I'm 34 too. You guys should be like in love with Silverchair. They were like <laughs> our I, our age like killing it.
0: I was aware of them. They're from Australia, right? They're they're that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Nirvana. but
2: you guys you guys are way more into hip hop at that time because that that yeah. would have been like yeah for me that's that hip hop like ninety era.
3: yeah 90 I was
0: four I was too busy getting shot, sir. That's why. <laughs> sure. So sure, silver sure, sure. bullet, silver chair. I was trying to stay away. You that's, know, you know that's
1: when I started getting into Korn because that spawn soundtrack came out. That's, and yeah. they were on there. Yeah, yeah.
2: I found corn. So what what what's up with Bakersfield's hip hop scene now, dude? Like who is like the Who's the shit in like the early mid 90s in the hip hop uh, scene? From... Like locally, you mean? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the Brown Recluse. How has like Bakersfield Little... hip hop never been a thing? Or uh, is it?
1: I can't think Am of just... any Bakersfield rapper. There is. Besides it's... my alter ego, the Brown Recluse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right.
0: Um, there is. It's just a lot of like um, trying to be. Uh, sensitive here it's a a lot of like cholo rap like uh little rob yeah it's like little rob mr Capone. like it's but those guys are like in their 50s yeah no but like that's the scene still like Uh. whatever happened in like 93 like that's what it's been there's there's one person that follows our page they're a local uh hip-hop artist as well i don't want to really give them too much shout out because are they a mumble rapper no they're a cholo rapper and it's a lot of like um Roger, you know who Roger Troutman is, right? Like the guy that was sings the hook for California Love. Like, with oh, the, yeah, like oh talk sure. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of like that, like that. I want to be your man. Oh, so it's like and still.
2: ride a low rider. Like it's like a yeah, lot of that. Like. That. like, right, like- early 90s like r&d stuff like yeah. black street and stuff right
0: i want to take you to my highness my mom's house and but we gotta be quiet because she wakes <laughs> up at four in the morning right by the pacific to be specific it's a lot of that like
1: that sounds pretty that
0: was pretty good that's kind of good dude also when i'm shampooing my hair i also have a <laughs> freestyle rap yeah freestyle rap all right <laughs> nice oh shoot
1: well, man, I, I don't know. I mean, anything else you want to touch on? Looks like mm. we've took up too much of your time. <laughs>
2: dude, not at all, man. Not at all. This all is really fun. Is, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I, like, I, when you guys reached out, I wasn't up on the fact that you guys were from Bakersfield until so I listened to a couple episodes, and I was oh, like, sweet. oh, yeah. shit, dude. <laughs> we got we got some Danny Spanx conversations to have, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, really appreciate the time and uh, yeah, dude. So where can Thanks they find so you
0: at, like on uh, social media, like for all the millions and millions of listeners to the Art Social Podcast.
2: media, uh, I'm really bad with, but I do uh, an Instagram account that's Donny Dot uh, Yeah, that's that's the handle. I don't do Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. Uh, my website is kill.org it's K-I-H-L dot o r g. okay i'm glad you said uh, that
1: because i was like oh, is this one word or is this, this? i know it's, it's a weird
2: name it's oh, a weird okay name. Uh, it's uh yeah i mean it's it's kind of a long story oh. but it's it's just uh it's just to make things confusing for people so i don't get business and i uh starve mystery is a part yeah. of the allure yeah if i if i if I wanted a ton of business, I would have like some rad name for our <laughs> studio, but we went with something weird. Well, you seem year. to be
0: doing good though. <laughs>
2: it, sta- it stands for the Cato Institute of higher learning. Ooh, oh, wow. Cato, and Cato is, uh, uh, an, uh, like a conjunction of my wife, Kaylee and my name, Donnie. Mm. So C- Cato Institute of higher learning. Cause you never stop stopped learning, dude. And we didn't go to college. Well, she, she has a degree in English, but I didn't go to college, so uh, this is like my college education. I'm learning on the job, you know what I'm saying? Dude, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it kind of sounds kind of culty. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Do you um, so Kool-Aid on the side? Yeah, dude. I'm all about cults. I just started a cult. Oh, um, nice. We could talk about that later, though. Okay. Oh, man, we so... should have talked about cults. <laughs> 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 oh, Here's my man. pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah there was a cult in Tatchby when I was growing up. It's called the like the Phoenix cult or what? something. Are you, are you guys up on that? No, but so we T- need to be. Tatchby, dude, Tatchby's up on some weird shit, dude. It's uh, uh yeah, like they, they thought you know you know those clouds that form over Tatchby? They're called lenticular clouds? Yes. Uh-huh. They they look like those like spaceship looking clouds. They thought that those were their to hide the like motherships that were kind (laughs) of there to make contact with them in tachapi
1: wow you can't see my face right now but i'm full smile right now
2: (laughs) dude it's weird man i mean like i don't i don't know a whole lot because it was all kind of hearsay this was Uh like this was in the like early mid 90s and like was some shit about like how there's like this giant crystal buried under tachapi
3: you oh guys my should God. do like,
2: it's a scratch. Yeah, and like, and there's like an octo, something with an octopus, dude. I don't know. Oh, it was weird. You just gave weird. us next
0: week's episode
2: right now. I'm yeah, sold. totally. <laughs> look into that stuff, dude. It's weird. You guys should do an episode on on La Paz. La Paz? Are you guys up on that? No. Let me look. That. It. It was like an old TB hospital that's like in Keene. It's like, it's it's right in between like Arvin and Tachibi. Oh wow. It's called La Paz. And it was and it in there's all these like legends about it being haunted and shit. And we would break into it as kids, uh, and just like cruise around and there's all these like old hospital records and like like just weird stuff. I mean people would Wait. break in there and like tag it, but it was definitely haunted it was yeah weird.
0: i do remember hearing about this because on our way to uh las vegas one time great my friend greg who said he went to high school with you he was telling me Gra- about greg the, what greg hampton
2: that sounds familiar man i'd probably know him by by his face
0: you would also know him by his voice because he has the most distinguishable voice of all time <laughs> he has <laughs> okay, kind of that napoleon
1: right. dynamite voice
2: yeah
0: he's yeah oh, okay
2: okay <laughs> but yeah i'm sure i'm dude yeah i mean living that close to it i'm sure you guys have heard something yeah i I did yeah it's just the weirdest vibes i mean the local cats kind of guarding it now chase you off with guns like i mean it got it got pretty bad but like uh yeah i mean i i probably wouldn't be the i i went in there once and dude it was it it got me shook you know what i mean but there was nothing like really like I didn't see any apparitions or anything crazy oh, okay. to really speak of. It was more of like a, a general vibe mm-hmm. but i mean there's there's some people that can tell you some stories i'm sure wow but but it was it was yeah, it was like in tu- tuberculosis hospital like in the dude,
0: that's creepy enough to Keep yeah, me away
2: <laughs> i, I, I want to say I want to say like the twenties thirties, maybe forties like for a while, you know.
0: Holy crap,
1: that's dude! But, yeah, it's it, definitely haunted. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> there's some bodies buried there.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, for
3: sure. All
0: right, well, before we let but, you go, I have a really yeah. important question I have to ask you. I mean, not to take it too, you know, serious here, but I always me, ask every one of our guests uh, this question. Uh oh. Backstreet Boys, or oh, NSYNC? Sync? Dude,
2: neither.
3: Neither. Gun I to your
0: head.
2: You, you know who i choose sabbath oh
0: okay i love you
3: for that
2: <laughs> no 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 if i were to choose between any of the boy bands man man i
3: see i was I mind was, you there
0: is a correct answer <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm
2: just kidding i would dude i would i would say in sync man
0: oh okay you're one of those guys <laughs> Okay, so it's nice talking to you. Um, we'll probably <laughs> scrap this. Jacob's a diehard Backstreet Boys fan. Diehard, man. bro. Like, just like, really? I don't know what it is. It's just, I like to my core. I'm all about the gangster rap and the heavy metal, but something about them, man. I don't know. Just tickles that left ventricle for me. I don't know what it is,
2: dude. I you're talking to somebody who actively listens to pop music on the regular, dude. Like, oh, dude, I love, dude, like, like. Oh my God. Like Carly Rae Jepsen yeah. all day long, dude. Yeah. I was just
0: listening to that at the gym, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
2: dude, it's, I mean, pop music, just like comedy. It's, it's hard to do, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's that I, I would say it's one of the hardest genres to really master. To like, to, to have something super catchy, but also have it, have a little substance to it. Yeah. You know, like, like just like a little something, um, You know who's doing it for me the most right now everyone should check out a record by a girl named marina she used to be called marina and the diamonds but her new record is just marina and it's a it's a record called love hate love and hate Mm -hmm. oh no, no no love love and fear okay love and fear check that out dude if you're if that you sounds got, pretty
0: gangster oh, actually <laughs> yeah, that it, sounds yeah, badass if, if,
2: if you if you got the pop sensibility man she does it right that is pop music done right i well, love it
0: i'm on my apple music right now looking <laughs> that, yeah, um, dude, i trust you dude, that much yeah, i
2: mean like on the reg i'm listening to like like the hollow and, and stuff you know what i mean like she's a man eater. Like, 80s pop stuff you oh i like uh, all
0: about that dude all like about the that.
2: smithereens. The smithereens are like one of the cheesiest fans of all time. I love that <laughs> stuff, dude.
0: Love it. Or like, what's that song? Um, I, I think they're the, called the Proclaimers. That, and I, I love the
2: Proclaimers, forward. dude. I got, that, I got that shit on <laughs> vinyl, dude.
0: Oh, bro. I think we're soulmates. <laughs> <laughs>
2: dude, like all that cheesy stuff, man. I love
0: it. So, <laughs> so it sounds like you're coming back, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, well just, dude, thank you. Thank you guys so much again, man. I don't want to take up any more of your time. It's oh, no, um, pleasure
1: you, was always. Thank all ours. you, man. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, spending as much time as you did with us. And we, oh, if yeah. you are ever, if you're ever, um, willing to come back on, we'd love to have you and Eric on here talking about Tehachapi some more.
2: Yeah. Ooh, let's do it. We'll talk about Hitching Post Theaters, the Apple Shed. Oh, Ooh, the, the Apple Bakery. Shed another. You know, I've heard the Apple Shed is haunted.
1: From employees there, so they told me that you know how they give you like these little toys to like while you're food, you're waiting for your food. They give you like a little toy, like a.
2: They don't give me toys. They might give you toys. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, so sometimes the, I'll have to ask for the crayons, and then they like roll their eyes.
1: Just... Well, they give us like tic tac toe boards to like play while. You're, yeah. Some like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're Some like waitress like said she saw one like fly across the room one time, and I could see the panic in her face. So I, I believe her.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. dude tachui's got some bad juju i mean like that was like native american yep because like. there's a diamond underneath oh, there man. dude
3: or a crystal diamond, there's a dude. crystal it's like there's a
1: crystal
2: octopus <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're looking the native american lore there dude like there's some like cool stuff dude it's really cool the kawaii indians were like the the native people there Really quickly, uh,
1: I, I do have one last question for you. So you're in, yeah, you were in the, you were in the band, the Warriors. The high school yeah. there is it Tehachapi yeah. Warriors? Were, were you guys yeah, isn't named? That
2: isn't that so cheesy? We <laughs> just thought it would be funny if like everyone could just wear their Warriors gear to our shows. Oh, you know, like we couldn't afford to print merch, so that we're just like, Dude, just wear your Warriors. That is gear. genius. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's genius. I mean, it was like quintessentially Tehachapi the Warriors. Yeah, uh, but we we. There was a band we loved called Judge and they covered a band called Blitz and the and that big song was called The Warriors. And uh so we were big Blitz Judge fans, so we thought that was a cool tie-in too. So wow. uh yeah, so check check out check out a song called The Warriors by Blitz. Blitz it's good stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Or check out Judge's version, which is also cool. Um yeah. Yeah, attached Me Warrior is pretty, pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, I love it. It's stuck, though. It's stuck.
0: Yeah, you got a legacy now, sir.
2: Oh, man, thanks, dude. We hope to do it service with the new record coming out on Blank Records. gonna be awesome. <laughs> blank Records. We'll I almost well. got you there.
3: <laughs>
1: dude, we'll, we'll definitely give them some love as soon as that album comes out.
2: Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet, man. Absolutely. Yeah. For the millions sure- and
0: millions of our listeners.
2: <laughs> dude uh, Hey man If it's more than 15 people You got a bigger crew Than Warriors Listening <laughs> to the music You know what I mean <laughs> uh, No nah, it's, all, it's all good man Yeah any, Anyone in the Warriors Would be happy to talk to you guys At any time Just let me know Oh cool. hell definitely. yeah dude Yeah we,
1: we should have them on Whenever the um, album comes out So we oh, yeah. finally find out What record
0: Album label. release party At Jacob's <laughs> house
2: Yeah That's what I'm saying My
0: Girlfriend will make enchiladas <laughs>
2: We'll get Danny Spanx. <laughs>
0: dude, I always do a sample at the beginning of every episode. I'm going to try to find a sample of fucking the real Bruce Wayne and Danny Spanx. I'm sure oh, we can you find got
2: it. to. Anyone who doesn't know that shit has to have like context for this conversation. That would be so good, dude. That would be so good. The real, he would be like, "What the fuck?" 12 o'clock in Bakersfield, <laughs> and I'm going to play you the new Smashing Pumpkin. <laughs>
3: And we'd be like, what? Okay. Whatever, man.
2: All right, dude. All
1: right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I love you, man.
2: uh, I'll love you guys. We'll talk soon, hopefully. For sure, man. Yeah, well, you guys, one of you guys doesn't drink. Who doesn't drink?
0: That would be Jacob. Jacob.
2: But I admire the
0: beer uh, artwork, though, all the same.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, there's some good breweries in Bakersfield. It's one of the year, When I'm in town, we'll, we'll meet up. We'll do something definitely yeah. yeah i'm sure i'm sure they have some seltzer or something <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make it work <laughs> i'll
0: drink a dr Pepper.
2: <laughs> that's what i'm saying dude there you go all bro. right man right, you, you have
0: guys. a wonderful day man
2: right back at you Bye-bye.
0: all right later man later brother all right dude that was our first interview and i could say this is already one of my favorite episodes of all time man
1: this is this is kind of this exceeded any expectations i had for that interview man, oh yeah
0: so. i was totally expecting me to be all starstruck but like, uh, uh, so, uh, kind of, you know, i totally expected that but i felt like he was a, a third member of the podcast almost <laughs> yeah, amazing amazing guy yeah.
1: so shout out again danny uh, danny phillips go out and find his Donny website phillips Don, what did I say?
0: You said Danny Phillips. You're I thinking of Danny Spanks again, sir.
1: <laughs> Donnie Phillips <Spanx>. Uh <laughs> Like he was saying, his uh, website is uh, Kill Studios. You can find it. It's actually spelled out. Uh, I'm K-I- sorry, K-I-H-L Studios. So go out and org. find his art. Dot org. Yeah. Go out and find his artwork. It's beautiful. Go by the albums that he's made artwork for. They're beautiful, amazing artworks. So
0: yeah so with that said I mean Art do you have anything I got nothing man I don't know Eric's not here to do the plugs but you can find us on all social media at oh. artandjacobdoamerica.com I'm not going to go into a nine minute tirade about <laughs> it but uh, you can also um, tell your mommy booboo shout out Elizabeth
1: Warren shout out Elizabeth Jackman Fight back CBD type in uh, America at checkout to get 10% off uh, they're our main sponsors so all love to them we'll give them more love on our next episode
0: yeah <laughs> so as of right now though that's all I gotta say about that So I'm Jacob, this is Art, and good night. Have a good night, baby.